0: The following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. We've been having a great time here over the past three years and want to send a heartfelt thanks out to you, our listeners. Thank you for joining us. This episode was a live video stream, and you can catch it on YouTube at Adventures from the Shed. Enjoy the podcast audio yeah. and hey welcome to the shed for adventures from the shed you can find us online at adventures on itunes facebook stitcher radio google plus bing and as of right now anybody who's actually paying attention is going to see us on youtube the event was officially starting at ten thirty, but this is also as part of this uh, um, event it shows up in google plus and twitter feeds as soon as the scheduled time hits but for now we're all here and we can see you, if you join us on the Google Hangout, check the Facebook page, and we'll catch up with you. Um, in the meantime, we're here. We're just going to start talking. Once we see we have a couple of viewers, we might be able to converse with them. We'll uh, pull back are the
1: we trying to keep? Our, we will. Are we trying to pay attention to the feed if anybody's adding questions later or the chat for this? Uh,
0: for the YouTube one, somebody oh, okay. should. But otherwise, we can all see the group chat there on the monitor. Um, now, for us, let's, uh, let's just say a quick hi. Hi. Quick Hi. Quick, quick high, high. quick push. high from JJ. There's a little bit of a lag. Hey, this kind is Kurt.
1: <laughs> I dig it though.
0: Yeah. Um, and this is Chris. Sorry, Chris, and um, I'm Joe. We are no here wake. for our third anniversary episode. Technically, it was September 9th. Today is the 10th, but it was the 9th. Our first episode went up three years ago. So yay for us! Yay. Sunrise, yay.
2: sunset. Should,
0: I think we should. I think we uh, should
3: compare ourselves to people who didn't last as long as us. Britney
0: Spears? A sh- she only lasted two years, three years? <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about as a semi-career?
1: Milli yeah. yeah. Millie like, milli Vanilli. where is I blame it on the rain for those
4: guys.
1: well so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Three uh, years is at
4: least two and a quarter years longer than I thought we would make it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it, it's well, three years would be what? A whole lot of days and, like, five minutes longer than I would have made it. Made it get it. I mean, and we've had, <laughs> Mickey
4: got it. We've yeah. had a minor, uh, you know, we we basically have one rotating seat that's been changing along the way, but otherwise, yeah, that's four of true. us are here. So um, now that we have the bald wonder, I mean, we will have another three years with the same cast. We do. The bald
0: wonder. <laughs> uh, can, and would somebody mind on your device? Um, we're going to bring up our Facebook stuff so we have some of those comments from the. Um, from our listeners that we can check into soon.
4: Hey, Joe, is this a, should I watch out for this cable here? Gosh, <laughs> just, yes, Kurt, please gonna... don't.
0: I mean, don't even <laughs> give it a dirty look. Please. <laughs>
4: yeah. Actually, it's don't look at it at all.
0: I just moved dirty my chair it. and it
4: went flying. <laughs> it's very, very sensitive.
1: Just don't even think about it. Yeah.
0: Chris knows the delicacy where that is plugged into that monitor <laughs> over there. So if I want to move it, I have to start
4: kind of around the outside and the edges. No, but no, just please don't, don't look at
0: it. Don't even think about it. That <laughs> yeah. cable, does, there is no cable. Yeah, Kurt. that's what it is. Schrodinger's cable. <laughs> yeah. um, it's it both plugged in and unplugged. Yeah, at the same it's, time. yeah. You just, I, you, we don't know. There is no. Um, <laughs> where where should I be looking for it, Joe? So we have, I don't know, three posts or so out there. That you might have to, go to visitors' posts. Oh, no, three? I
3: guess you wouldn't have to. No, be no, your I think
0: I'm retail. the only one. Um,
4: that no, I've got it up at the top of my feed because I do show Adventures from the Sheds posts first.
0: Do you? Dude, you rock. Well, this is why you're quick to like those like uh, Chris's too. Remember, yeah, I see it
1: first too. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Remember though, I don't use Facebook for yeah, really anything other than role-playing games. I don't use
1: too often much <laughs> anymore myself. Yeah. Hey,
0: Joe, could you turn me down? I really don't want to do it with uh, you, Kurt. <laughs> but it's <laughs> hurt.
1: Turned down so for what? <laughs> <then.
0: laughs> Wait, Boy, can take... I watch? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> he wants After to be turned it, turned down, me down. So. it took me back um, to my junior high. I yeah.
1: think you're plugged in. <laughs> turned down for yeah, what? I'm way way
0: Turned down for <laughs> what? Right, how, about, yeah. how about this? How about that? Uh, still, <laughs> all still, all right. Is that good? All right. Then next. All right. So we do have. Um, There's still
2: a goose egg next to viewers.
0: Well, that's a. Uh, it's about to go to one because I just connected to it just to make sure. So don't get excited. And this. Chris, it has that delay on it too. This is stuff that happened that half a minute ago. Oh, right? yeah.
1: 34 seconds. All, All right. right. Here we go. No a lot it can what a what are, are, we are we on? The event horizon sure of a black hole? What's it going probably on, Joe? It could
0: be. Um, so, actually, I could open up the live chat here too, just so we have that open <laughs> in case we see something. Nope. There. Stop. Yeah. I <laughs> you somehow managed you to, to connect. Back. To To the Hangout?
3: Yeah, to the Hangout. I didn't mean to. I apologize.
0: You may have hit the uh, the Hangout link instead of the YouTube link. Maybe.
4: I'm just going to stand up and I'm going to watch out for this thing that's on the floor here.
2: (laughs) No. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Son of a... Good God, Kurt!
0: So, of course, this is definitely going to be a visual episode. So, for anyone who um, wants to witness <laughs> the Mister Schumacher, <laughs> he is here in all, of, in his all glory.
1: of my glory. So, visual pleasing is not guaranteed, folks.
0: And now, me, I want to make one point here. What, JJ's the most colorful one in the room today. We're all gray, and J.J.'s got oh, yeah. his like get the rainbow memo. Dalek shirt on. That's awesome.
4: We yeah. yeah, all four of us are gray. Yeah. What's yeah? What happened? We, we knew we were going to be on us. camera. <laughs> yeah. it
0: and Mickey wore her biker's jacket. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. She, she is our house angel. But she's also a little bit cold
3: today. It's cold yeah. out there. And I
0: also, just for the sake of uh, background noise, I have the air conditioner off while we do this. So it's going to get nice it and it toasty be, in here for a little while. It should be pretty cool, though. Yeah. I mean, we probably just open the door. I don't know if that would mess it with. Would, it would definitely mess with light. It's a, with we have lava. steady light this way. We
4: love our fans because if we were not recording today, we'd be sitting outside playing because it is as glorious as it gets in South Carolina Ooh, today. It's
1: nice out it, here. Yeah, yeah. Like
4: seventy-five, nice. perfect blue skies,
2: crystal clear mountain air. I love it. Coming so you
0: know what are we doing uh, on our third year? <laughs> do we want to do anything new or different? I think we did the Curse of stride, I guess I mean fourth. Sorry.
2: How Coming about we up. actually play this time?
0: Oh, really? That'd be pretty cool. That would what? be what? novel. Yeah. <clears throat> we could actually play a game. This. That would be neat. <laughs> like, like, what? like what? <laughs> like I don't, don't sure I don't want to start now. It's like global right thermonuclear war, sure. Oh, you're asking you like what yeah. we're going to do for our fourth year. Yeah, I mean, what do we think might be coming up? I want to DM 13th Age for a little bit. 13th Age? that Which neat. is very
4: similar to Dungeons & Dragons. Very so. similar, but it has, has some cool stuff, and I want to try it.
0: Now, was 13th Age one of the ones on Facebook? It almost sounds familiar. Was I don't age. know. Dragon uh, Age. Yes, yeah. an age I would totally do Dragon
4: Age, too, but... I've already got the Thirteenth Age books, yeah. and uh, it was created by the I think the three point five and four E couple of guys from Wizards of the Coast who left to kind of tweak the game and do it the way they wanted to do it.
0: Ah, okay. They, um, uh, I did play Dragon Age a little bit in a uh, separate game. I don't remember what it was. Maybe five or six sessions, and it, I thought there was a starter box for it because I felt like that's what we played, uh, and it was neat. There's just some weird. Well, of course, any new system has weird stuff in it. But there was, uh, it felt like there were weird mechanics around things like magic and what have you. Um, but it would definitely be cool to try. And I know we can because, as a couple of our listeners pointed out, we could find that stuff, some of it free, um, at Green Ronin. I I actually grabbed um, that kind of starter book. And I think it's probably similar to the 5th um, edition starter set where it's probably just a, like a 30-page condensed rule book. And I believe that would be a good thing to try.
4: I know that world really well from the video games, but I don't know the RPG mechanics at all. But I love that, that world. Cool.
1: I you know a little bit from the game, the first one, I believe. Yeah. <clears throat> I can't find Thor. What
0: about you, Mickey? Aside from <coughs> the what half joke of let's play a game, um, what do you think you might want to try?
2: I'd like to try something different. I would like to see Pathfinder again, maybe a short mm. one-off on Pathfinder get into that mechanic again i enjoyed it i'd like to see that um high school monster rpg yeah
1: that's the small stranger things thing i was like i'm sold because when that show came out i was like this was made for me right
2: high school monster
0: yeah monster hearts i think it's called monster hearts oh it's a different
1: okay i gotcha
0: sounds cool
2: that'd be neat
1: but the other one time leap is like your teenagers as well doing the whole you know Anything where we get to play teenagers
4: is good. Yeah, right. Uh, I know. We're
2: all basically teenagers. I was going to say, it's more (laughs) fun than, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't... (laughs)
4: 43-year-old lawyer, financial advisor.
3: I don't think I've ever matured past, like, 18, 19 years old, so... That
0: works. Yeah, we should do it. That'd be pretty cool. Um, What about you, JJ? What do you think?
3: um, I'm actually enjoying the Dresden Files, Mm -hmm. um, and we'll probably be playing that for, you know... It's going is our into a campaign year. definitely exactly yeah. so That's um it's a good one and then i don't know i mean i i like to keep exploring new new systems and i'm torn cuz i would like to try for a longer running campaign where mm-hmm. we can you know have character development and yeah. <laughs> with what, but i also like trying the new stuff yeah. and it's, it's two opposite ends of the spectrum. It is.
2: What if we tricky. play the same characters? Like we the tried same doing four characters. Oh, well, we saw
0: personality. We uh, transform yeah. them over different and just change games. the systems. That would be interesting, actually. Yeah. Could be. It might be something worth. So, what, like a exploring. like
3: a um, like when Martin Lawrence went into the Camelot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Should play the same character <laughs> from Urban Fantasy now back in ad- Renaissance times. Yeah. Why not? I'm sure Let's see where going. it
0: goes. All right, oh, Mickey's got good. a new idea. That's oh, is good. this can leaking? How much does that?
2: It was double shot. It couldn't handle it. It couldn't handle it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, Chris, you were going to say something before? I wouldn't I, mind uh,
1: tossing it. Cyberpunk into the pile only because I haven't played it in forever. It's uh, fun and easy, yeah. you know. I would love to do that. Something different. No
0: cyberpunk. The way you were playing—is it po- post-apocalyptic or kind of just modern?
1: Well, I mean the original, which is weird now because the original cyberpunk is uh, year dated 2020, which is three years away now. So yeah. nothing's really crazy. So yeah, we might have to push it even further out to up the tech levels, or we could li- lower—you know—leave it lower where the tech levels aren't as crazy. You know? Were you playing Shadowrun, or were you playing <laughs> cyberpunk, cyberpunk? Yeah, yeah. I didn't do Shadowrun. Yeah.
0: So almost like Steam <laughs> cyberpunk. Or cyber steampunk. <laughs> because <laughs> uh, it, the, that technology is now old. Like right, yeah. Steam, yeah, yeah. You know? That's but, interesting.
4: You know, the next, uh, you know, The Witcher 3 has been this huge fantasy video game the last few years. And they're, um, the company that made that, their next game, which will probably be five years away, but it's going to be a cyberpunk.
3: So cool. That's yeah. cool. With when I hear talk about video games, we're talking about tabletop
0: games. See, see this? Is... I know, but yeah. here's uh, a tabletop. It's all my fantasy universe—it <laughs> all blends into one. Yeah. Now, I get to a little bit of Kurt's credit, he does mention ones that were or are bit. tabletop yeah. RPGs. Not well, all another, the time.
4: Another tabletop game. You know, I don't know how much time we'll have, but the the other game that I'd love to play at some point, and I have the book for it, is Knights uh, Black Agents, oh, which yeah. is by Hellgram Hell Press. Press. Yeah. He does the Cthulhu games and some other good things, um, and it's it's a uh, a mystery game, but it's like Spies, particularly World War II Spies meets Dracula and vampires. That sounds awesome.
0: The lore in it is so awesome. Yeah. Um, so does it take place in the 40s? Or? Uh,
4: I don't know. The adventures may move over time, but it certainly starts getting some crackle. Are you hearing that? It's,
0: it's you. It, ta- yeah, yeah, it take that more. and just put it on the table in front of you. Okay.
4: Um, I'm not sure. I'd have to yeah. look at it more. But okay. um, <laughs> What I've read of it looks awesome.
0: That's very cool. I think I, one of the things I do want to try at some point, and maybe we do it this year, is that idea of continuing characters because that, that would give us a chance to develop characters and try different systems if we want to. So That's the only down cool.
4: we could still play with it. The only downside to. You sure could. Uh, <laughs> well, I can <laughs> play like, with it anywhere, anytime. Um, so you could have the same character, like let's have create a sorcerer that i like and move through different systems playing the closest thing to the sorcerer Mm -hmm. but one of the things i like about different games is trying different classes and totally different mechanics we could also play where you keep the same personality Mm -hmm. but due to like some paradigm shift you know you your powers change and you become different classes if you want to as you move to different games but keep the same personality yeah be kind of cool that's Or whichever you know you like, you might want to stay with the same character exactly, and I might want to switch, and that'd be fine.
0: I don't know the series as well as I should to mention this, but is it like Quantum Leap? You just end up in a different body, but you're still the same person. Yeah, like, like that, that show.
4: I don't know the,
5: that
0: yeah. show. Always. I'm sorry, but that was like probably a pre-Curt I remember show. it, I just didn't Not that it. I'm that much older. Oh, no, no, but no, yeah, I, don't when I thought the premise of it was he just, you know, he popped through he popped. time yeah. and he space found- or whatever, showed up into somebody else to help them out of a situation right. kind of right. thing. Right. But he still had his own memories and what have you. It's so not a bad it, idea. It could even be something like that. Yeah. We could call it, you know, kind of... Um, uh, soul journey <laughs> you know that goes along with you but you end up in a you could even end up in different bodies different classes all that stuff right that could be, be neat
4: we'd have to really make sure we made characters that we like the character you most want to play yeah, so personality to play.
0: wise yeah because yeah. then you could still screw around with classes the exactly. whole time
2: that <laughs> could be interesting
0: yeah it could be
4: And I think I'll really go out and stretch myself by playing a character that's not into German dungeon
0: porn. I think that would be a... It's a big leap for you. A quantum leap. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) Uh, I'd like to see um, Uh, Ferris from the 5th edition starter set with like a minigun in Cyberpunk. (laughs) (laughs) No spells, just blow the crap out (laughs) of everything.
4: Who was was the curry-eating... Yeah, Oh, uh, strong dawn. Strong dawn. Strong, strong dawn. Yeah, we get
3: strong dawn ripping through the
0: ages too. That would be pretty ripping cool. Ripping through the ages. <laughs> oh, hey, Derek Olson is watching us on YouTube. He says, "Good morning, everyone." Hey, good morning, Derek.
2: Hey, Derek. If you want to throw sir. anything
0: in that chat, any questions you have, just let us know. Of course, if you um, saw that Google Hangout link, you can click there and you can talk to us live if you like to. However, you'd like to handle it. But hey, good morning. Glad to see you out there. Um. So we'll we'll continue there with um, anybody that could figure out how Facebook works, and maybe find one of Derek's posts, it. if he has anything up there. Um, okay. But yeah, yeah, in the meantime...
4: Another thing for year four, we're yeah. going to do a Halloween episode?
0: Mm, yeah. I I, I want to do a Halloween episode, and I, I, I'm i not sure how, how much I'm going to do with it this year. Of course, two years ago, so... 2015 was the whole video production which by the way i still love i go back and look at that just because it was so much fun to do and i you know i had to put a lot into the um post-production on it of course with all the the green screen and what have you but it still amazes me that essentially we recorded in here in the spot that we have but then we record in front of a green screen in about the same amount of space yeah and it still feels bigger because you know green screen's cool um but that was a blast and then last year with the Cthulhu one, I added some sound effects, but yep. it was all just audio. Um, so for 2018, we should definitely you know, throw some things around, see how we want to do it.
2: How would we do it?
0: I, I I, We'd I mean, have to
3: I hire a special effects, like I mean, yeah, maybe, uh, exactly. lightsaber films or something. That would be cool. There you <laughs> go. Maybe
0: we should just fill <laughs> out LARP it. I we'll think we could. Why not? Like
2: seriously, let's LARP.
4: We or could. How, I mean, that's the line that I've never wanted to cross. Uh, but I really love Halloween.
0: <laughs> I wonder. We could do um, like something in the backyard here, with, with like um, teams trying to take over the shed outside, or something like that. Oh, make cool. it a little castle. We need some um,
5: NPCs,
0: and uh, you know I've got some of the uh, weapon things around, so we yeah, I got I could borrow some uh, foam swords. There you go. I actually have a couple of the foam swords, so yeah, I I got one. We from totally my go out and costume boff. last year. Exactly. Shout out to the boffers. Hey, boffa. <laughs> um, so w- with that too, um, special episodes. What else do we do? Well, what about this year's Christmas episode? Should we do anything special for a holiday episode? Ooh.
4: It's always good to work one into whatever we're playing. At the point, it's always
0: good to work one Are in. You gonna time? To work every, one you're to... gonna always look into work one in. He's gonna laugh every did you single think, thing I say. Did you today. think I aged since the last time we played? I'm still twelve. Man. I'm gonna say, hey, I need
4: to type on my computer. And <laughs> Joe's uh, uh, type on your computer. <laughs> bet you do. Ah. Um, I
3: bet you only use your left hand. He said,
4: "But he <laughs> makes it up Get the
1: stranger." <laughs> you lay on it so it goes numb for a while.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, but anyway. So, so, so holiday holiday episode. Episode. Yeah, but what what kind of thing do you think we'd do?
1: Might depend on the game. Do we do well? We context. will.
0: We will. Based on the current calendar year, we'll still. We are still going to be in Dresden Files. Um, therefore, we can just have it be Christmas in the Upstate. Yeah, and uh, would we'll just find ways to work in things that we see around. And and Chris up some near,
1: craziness at the Biltmore House or something with a giant Char- tree. Up
0: near <laughs> Charlotte, yeah, you can. You can see what's going on over there, and we can try and incorporate that kind of stuff in that too. That'd be kind of neat. Um, did did we decide on a title? Like that for, for, the, for the campaign. Not yet. That's the thing that keeps messing with me. I haven't thought of a title for it. Hey, that's an idea. Hey, Derek, I see you have a, a post uh, or a chat up here. Um, he has a question for Kurt. Ha! <laughs> Kurt, it, uh, this is how Derek talks, by the way. He has my voice. Okay. Um, <laughs> it seems your characters have been less animated the past couple campaigns. What's going on there? Hi,
1: <laughs> hey, Kurt.
2: What's going on, Kurt? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a good question. I'm not entirely
2: sure.
4: Um,
1: stop drinking. Uh, is that what it is? You stop drinking? Uh, you. That, that's
4: definitely part of it. <laughs> that is probably yeah. part of it. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's not going to change, hopefully. So I've got to work with that. Um, I had a little bit of a hard time with Strahd because I, I love that adventure and I like playing with JJ. But, and I think this is not just a challenge that our group had. I think it's a challenge a lot of people have with that adventure, which is, you know, it's supposed to be this gothic horror tense a- a thing. And we tend to devolve into humor, you know, yeah. at almost any yeah. moment. And we did during that campaign. And I think a lot of groups have, which I think made it a little hard for me to get into the campaign, but also into my character, who is supposed to be this, like, really dark, tormented, totally.
3: Emo little cut myself in the corner kind of guy.
4: Exactly. So I probably set up kind of the <laughs> wrong character from the get-go for that campaign. Um and then this campaign, I don't I f- actually feel very involved in this one in terms of enjoying it and being engaged and um I just maybe haven't we maybe haven't had the spotlight on my character yet. And and he is a little bit a little bit of a loner at least to start with. Um but I think that he'll get integrated into the group as we go along here. So I'm not particularly worried about Jamie. Um, I definitely was unhappy with the way I played Teelan and Strahd, and hopefully that was a one time thing.
0: And Derek if that doesn't answer your question I'm happy to prod Kurt along further. Um, JJ could I ask you because I don't want Kurt to even think about that cable? Can you I think the camera is slowly tilting back. Can <laughs> you kind of just tilt it forward? Like the lights are coming in. It looks in. like
1: the actual yeah. stand has
0: Oh the whole stand is. Yeah. Well the stand JJ not the camera the stand. Sorry. Oh oh I got gotcha. you. Yeah. And then well, then while so that me may- that, well, that
4: was me. And while these jokers do this, uh, Derek, you know, the other thing maybe is. Maybe
0: lift it from the back, too. Maybe I'll just wait for that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Technical difficulties. I, th- I thank you, Mr. Stevens. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. No,
4: I, know, I was just going to say that, um, you know, Joe is half joking, but um, I've been over the last year in the process of quitting drinking, and there's no doubt that when I drink, I drink more at the shed than elsewhere because I think it loosens you up and it makes just makes it easier to chat and be goofy and play a different character. Um, but that's just something in my life that I want to change. So I'm going to have to make a little bit more of an effort to kind of be myself and be open without relying on that crutch. So
2: It's hard to do. It's really hard to be yourself on air while you're doing this type of well, thing. Well, I think everyone just has a little bit more of a – Pull it forward. Too. Yeah. I was going to mount this underneath whatever works.
4: Um, he's of mount. Mount <laughs> Um Everyone has a little bit more of a natural filter, and alcohol helps get rid of that filter for better and for worse. And uh, I don't drink all that much, but I have tended to drink a fair amount at the shed, and I just don't want to do that going forward. So,
0: yeah, on the plus side, Chris brought something else to drink today, so that's awesome. <laughs>
4: right, I'm doing the the, yeah. the uh, Jerry Seinfeld keeping the ch- don't break the chain. So I got <laughs> you know,
0: right. gotta get my expert no booze today. So now if that's going to hold, just tilt the camera down now. Just the, from the camera itself, from the top. Look
2: at that man. There you go.
0: Oh! oh. <laughs> too, <laughs> much, too much,
2: too
0: and, much. And, and we're almost back. And where's Derek? where's Derek from? That's a good question. Hey, Derek, if you don't mind, where are you from? Um, I, I think you're from the U.S., but maybe what state? See if you can go down a little bit again there, JJ. What's that? Down a little bit, too. So the, kid, so the clock is right near the top of it. That way we get Curt um, hey. and you better in the shot. Um, so uh, characters. What, do, does any of us have a favorite character from this past year?
4: I lose track of what's in what year, to be honest.
0: Well, just think about what your favorite character was in almost recent memory. How about that? Ah! There it. we go, James. I mean, well for me, done. it's
1: because uh, I came in, you know, kind of like last minute to the Strahd campaign, yeah. playing uh Mr. Joshua, which was fun. But we, you know, like like you, we didn't really get to ex- dive into the character development for those because the way we ran the campaign. Um, so I'm liking Victor, you know, the character from the Dresden Files, because he's I don't know, he's complicated and like uh, I can't wait to like have more things come out about him. Right? Yeah, you know, explore as, as explore the character, right? Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah, and Derek, oh. and, and people who are listening, you know, another thing, um, you know, kind of in JJ's defense, because we don't want to crap on Strahd, but we're taking, <laughs> we're taking um, when you take a D&D published adventure, these fifth edition adventures are huge, and I mean, you could play them over the course of the year. We intentionally limit our campaigns to about 30 to 35 episodes, so, you know, JJ or, or whoever's DMing has to cut a lot out and has to keep it moving very quickly in order to hit the high points of what's in that published adventure. And so I, I think that that's a challenge for any DM to, make, to take the time for character building while also trying to really kind of race through a huge... Well, adventure.
3: especially with the podcast, like, in order to keep everybody on track and to have what I would call an action-packed adventure, you know, trying to maximize the most of our one-hour chunks of time, um, I told you guys ahead of time what I expected you to do. So... If if that ruined the Strahd campaign for anybody here at the table, yeah. I I apologize. Mm-hmm. But like I did have like, I was like I need you to hit this plot point, this plot point, and this plot point this episode.
0: Yeah, and I think to to Kurt's point, one of the things that ruined it was Teelan kept tapping his staff, and that was you know
3: yeah, yeah he never broke it either exactly. exactly. Kind of hoping he for did that spend
4: happened. a lot of time by yeah. himself tapping his staff.
0: <laughs> so we talked about a little bit earlier about developing characters. And one of the things I think would be worth trying is let's see how serious we can be for a few episodes. Um, of course, I'm one of the most guilty um, because <laughs> I just keep sticking it in there. Uh, <laughs> but if we can try, uh, as well, I don't know, maybe we go from 75% joking and 25% serious to at least half and half. Well, it's uh, it's
4: not an issue. Like the yeah. Miami, when we were playing the Miami... I mean,
0: some that, well, yeah, that was... For, yeah. It or, had uh, to be right. uh, big and comical yeah. in order for that one. But to for work. stuff
1: like Stroud, it should be very serious. Yeah, right? yeah. It, and some of it was. I think I love. There, it there, there
3: were some of, funny things, yeah. like they they threw in little uh, Wizards of the Coast did a little. Uh, carla von twitterberg oh
0: gosh. guy uh, oh, following the... i kept thinking of them as headstones but they were like plaques yeah and crypts, right
1: but even some of the stuff you did with the uh the angel running the abbey and his like freak people i mean there's a little it was serious, a little doll but, head yeah but there's a little bit of comicalness and yeah. i thought that was really well done especially that guy the way you played that angel he, I, he was a super freak yeah and he came off freak. like he, i'm not doing anything wrong this is yeah. the way i am man. and yeah I'm good to go, but holy shit, that was it was very freaky though. Thank you. Super freaky.
0: Um and another thing that started I guess it was, it was a character thing for me, but it started half-joking, but then it, it just caught on was the go Paylor thing, which somebody did mention on <laughs> Facebook that they found it really annoying at first, but then it stuck. Mm-hmm. And so, it was <laughs> no, like no, that, that's go how Paylor. humor works. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, yeah. that's proselytizing.
3: At <laughs> first, <laughs> it's humorous, <laughs> yeah. then it's annoying, and then it's freaking hilarious. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: So, um, Kurt, I showed it to you so you could say something, but he's from Minnesota, eh? Which not, is like canadian in Minnesota. Are you no. making fun of him? No, I'm making the wrong accent. I was going to say, it's like Wisconsin yeah. Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Derek. I don't know. I
4: can't even do a South Carolina accent. Derek
0: says, has any of you heard of the Palladium system? He's been playing it since the mid-'90s and still play. I actually have the Palladium RPG. Um, so, yeah. yes, I have played that one.
1: Yeah, I played it's Robotech kinda, and the fantasy yeah, same version, company. and uh, what else?
0: Was I actually there, uh, think I had the Robotech one as well.
1: I always thought that it was kind of, and, and maybe we weren't doing it right back in the day, but it seemed like it was very... Uh, Cumbersome? Yes, like where it almost seems like any attack, like if I can make 10 attacks on you, you can get 10 chances to dodge all that, and it's like, man, it's like combat's like <laughs> three, what do yeah. we do yet? It's like five minutes of combat, but it's like three hours gone
0: by. That was Uh, actually one of the systems that introduced me to that concept um, back, as he mentioned, um, in the 90s. It was probably earlier that I played, but um, the idea that you don't have to have a static AC. You can actually have active defense, and I'm like, I like that, because instead of me just saying, I know I'm always going to hit if someone gets a 17 or higher, I'm always going to get hit. It's like, well, I actually have a chance of not getting hit, and i that system was the one that introduced me to that, so I thought that was an a uh, cool idea yeah. made take a long oh time. Yeah. Yeah. i'm
3: not sure i'm I'm okay with the post roles I'm, yeah. i i don't for me it feels like you know. It's almost like you, you roll well, yeah. and then someone just kind of snatches it out of your jaws of victory.
0: But if it's the player nice. snatching that hit away, it usually feels good. Yeah, yeah. I, so I did So I did reverse attacks for a while. I can't remember if we did it in You did it, or it for not. fourth edition. No. Yes, for fourth edition, where rather than me as a, the DM rolling against an AC, I had a player roll to see if they rolled high enough to not get hit. And it was the same base 10 system, it's just you kind of reverse things around. Yeah. But that way, um, the players stay involved w- even when it's not their turn. So if the NPC is attacking somebody, you're not an initiative for players, but the player still has to make a role. Is uh, Palladium a system cool. or a world? It is a system.
1: Yeah, because you could do yeah. multiple. Like there's a Robotech thing, there's a fantasy, you know. Yeah. What kind of the stuff.
0: Palladium RPG. I have that book. I'll bring it out sometime just to uh, take a peek at it. we have played, played in it, but I don't remember like, which game I played in it. That one is a medieval fantasy. Medieval yeah, fantasy. Yeah, the same, the same as what we play. Yeah.
1: Uh, then D&D we ended D&D up play. taking like, pieces of that. Like, my older brother would do, uh, like, the, you know, everybody's got their home rules, right, that They created. And we would use parts of that for D&D where you could kind of, like, do more, like, a duelist. Well, that guy technically could hit me, but I, I want to make my roll. But then I'm at severe minuses just to, yeah. you know, try to, like, defend with whatever weapon I'm using. But, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah I wouldn't want to do it all the time, though. Like, JJ said, it kind of would be silly. Which is like, I thought, like, Palladium, it's like, I could dodge everything you threw at me, and that takes forever.
4: Last week, I was a uh, guest over on Mike's podcast, The Dungeoneers, and it was the uh, annual Dwarven fighting episode, and we did opposed roles, and it was actually super fun to (laughs) attack, and then the person has a chance to counter it, or whatever.
0: But that's a little uh, more simple, playing in Dungeon World-type rules. It was very simple, but it
4: was fun. Yes. Um, Hey, uh, there's something I was going to say. Oh, um I listen to a bunch of gaming podcasts and one of the ones I like had an episode this last week on writing and playing one shot adventures. And one of the systems that one of the guests on there said she really likes for one shots is Savage Worlds, Ooh. which I have looked at a little mm-hmm. bit um and been interested in but haven't picked up. So that, that might be something to try for a one shot. Is movie. Savage
3: Worlds is a spin off of three point five and Pathfinder?
0: Uh, I'm not I sure. I can't remember. It's one of those, though, that was adapted to the virtual tabletops, I mm. think, kind of early on. Yeah. yeah. Like Fantasy Grounds, I think Savage Worlds is yeah. a big thing there. Right. You can, I think but, you can skin it however you want, mm. I think. Um, I, I, if I remember, which I probably don't, it was one of the first ones that you could kind of get PDFs and stuff for free for the game. Uh. So... It uh, it became popular in that way, going on virtual tabletops and being able to get the game without a huge cost. Oh,
4: I know something else I've enjoyed this year, mm. speaking of PDFs, because they're putting out new PDF adventures for the one on one, what is it called? The Call of Cthulhu? Cthulhu?
0: Uh, trail. Yeah, no, confidential. Cthulhu, Cthulhu Confidential. confidential
4: that's a, which I know you guys weren't involved in, but Joe and I have done yeah. almost, we did one which I think we put up on the website, the Dex Raymond adventure, and yeah. then we played most of the second adventure. And uh, I've really enjoyed that just because it's so different. It is.
0: It's very different. The, and the it's vibe. cool. Yeah.
4: yeah. Mechanically, it's different, but also the vibe of playing just with two people, mm. you have to be hyper involved in everything. Yeah. You know, you can't take a breather. You There's can, never yeah, a yeah. dull moment for yeah, either player. You can't yeah. check yeah, yeah. your phone. Um, and I think that Game Press has done a really nice job with writing on that.
1: I wouldn't mind, like, you know, it was mentioned in one of the posts for this, was, uh, any of the Cthulhu stuff, even like, you know, the Chaosium stuff. Yeah, I, I exactly. miss playing, like, Cthulhu yeah. was fun back in the day when we played it. And and we played it, like, kind of like right after World War I kind of time frame. So everything is not, like, really any technology. And the Supernatural is like, what the hell's going on, you know?
0: Yeah, I think that might cool. be something worth exploring for another Halloween episode, too. Yeah, yeah. We can get the Call of Cthulhu, the Chaosium one, yeah. and maybe see how that works out. It'd yeah. be pretty cool. Uh, we just have to come up with a cool theme, how yeah. we can do that. <laughs> um one of the things i had asked out there on facebook was character moments stuff um things that people may have liked i mentioned the go paylor thing one of the things that was mentioned for mickey was um i don't know if you saw it but uh one of your characters and i'm trying to remember which one it was i think it may have been neslas um talking about uh, always wanting to get new footwear and mm-hmm. it was like you talking about footwear as um as Mickey talking about it for her character as well. Cause it was, I think the comment was about third person talking about needing new footwear. New shoes. <laughs> new Mama shoes. needs new shoes. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a good one. Bridget, uh, my wife, she mentioned the shoot him in the knee. That's one of her favorite lines.
2: That was Brie, Brie Longbottom yeah. from yeah, that, the 5th edition starter set.
4: W- who was, was it Nessalus and Strahd?
2: No.
3: Yeah. Yeah, was was, that was the, uh, the starter. Yeah. Nessalus was
1: with truth. Yeah, the dungeon world stuff.
4: Yeah, who was your character? Noctra. Noctra. Yeah, who had all the for the first half had all the one-liners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, that, that was my attempt like at jokes.
2: playing lawful good. It didn't work uh, out. And that, <laughs> it's when tough that, one. It's you tough. should never yeah. play lawful good again. I can't. <laughs> when I, that it's one was going on,
0: I think there was a comment when that one was going on. Um, maybe it was on Facebook, but it was about how the. Um, Something about the hippopotamus in the tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one, I can't remember. <laughs> Why yeah, but, don't
2: you ever see hippopotamuses in trees? Because yeah. they're good at hiding. Yes.
0: And that, <laughs> I, I, it cracked me up at the time, too. Um, but yeah, that, I remember that one. That one showed up on Facebook as a comment. Good, good stealth really rolls. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good stealth rolls. <laughs> so um, I know we, we don't have a uh, really clear memory. I don't think any of us really do. But what else did we do this year? So we went through Strahd. Strahd was a big part of the year. Um, we talked a little bit about it. Any other memorable moments from I, I don't. It was just mentioned as far as um, yeah, for almost me, comedic like, but little things in that there. That thing
1: at the Abbey, yeah. I mean, oh, man. I can't remember the guy's name, the angel that was like, what, he's crazy. He was he's the just, Abbey. He, is lost he, Abbey. he was the yeah, Abbey. Yeah, just oh, the yeah. Abbey. And like, the way he talked about like his Frankenstein bride kind oh, of yeah. thing was like. But love, he was just so a matter of fact about it. Yeah, I mean, he, 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 he thought he was in the The right. creep factor went through the roof, you know, and yeah. I thought that was well played. Yeah, um, and
0: there, there was the what the half bat, half man or something. Like that. It was Batman.
1: Yeah, the mongrel people. Yeah, yeah going on there. The was mongrel folk. Cool. Yeah, we was, went. Uh,
0: we went by the that whole went, scene was awesome. I always but, kept thinking in my head it was like chicken coops, but we went by these these cages. Stalls, yep. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty. I wow.
4: liked. Uh, I liked starting with the tarot card reading fairly early. Yeah, like I thought cool. that gave a cool yep. frame to the the uh, adventure. And then I I loved the final battle, um, working up the staircase mm-hmm. with uh, me flying. Well, I actually enjoyed. I thought the pacing on that was really good, and uh, I enjoyed it.
3: And you've read the book, and you know that the final battle is not like that. That was right. me.
4: Right. Yeah. No, I really – I, I like that last combat.
3: Cool.
2: I like the beginning of it. I liked when we first entered – World and just trying to discover. Oh, it, the
3: the nondescript tavern nondescript. and a nondescript land. Yeah. And well, nondescript <laughs> a great way to start it. Like yeah. if, you're gonna,
2: <laughs> if you're gonna have a plot hook, yeah, well, no, do it so tongue it, in cheek. The first walk <laughs> to the
4: whatever that first village is when you've got like the creepy hag. The creepy, like,
2: yeah, exactly, like, the hag, and we found out there was about the the, the, the crying was, Mary, right? Crying yeah. Mary, mm-hmm. her daughter was uh, abducted. That was it. Was really creepy for me, and I think that's what kind of turned it because it was so creepy <laughs> i like intentionally tried to make it a little bit fun because it was starting to freak me out
0: <laughs> the poor coffin maker no we're not open Bam! <laughs> yes you are you are now <laughs> yeah <laughs> he kicked the crap out of that door Derek here on um, on youtube also mentioned fireball the shack which is a comment that does come up regularly <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a meme yeah. among us now it i is. think yeah. Goes back to uh, Mike, who used to be uh, on the podcast. We came up against a shack in the woods, and he, what was it like? Fifteen crossbow men aiming at him, and he just fireballed the shack. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. So That's yeah, it's a meme it. now. That's can how you, you shoot fireball first, the shack. Ask questions later. Yeah. Oh, Does Kurt, Kurt. Right? Derek's sure? asking for an impression or impersonation. I can never remember what the right. You got to do the Boston one. The potted, potted plant. Plant. The, the potted plant. He's asking the potted plant.
2: Are you fucking kidding me? I'm a flower again?
4: <laughs> Jesus Christ, motherfucker. How many times am I going to roll this goddamn 96? <laughs> Whatever the number was, that turned me into a flower. Yeah, There's it, 100 things on this table. I mean, I could be a sheep. I could get muscles like He-Man. I could have 14 virgins in bed with me, but no, I'm a goddamn potted plant. Mom, dog.
1: <laughs> Although he was a sheep once. <laughs> he, he was a sheep, sheep once, <laughs> and he turned blue once. Yeah. Yeah. He That's turned right. blue once. That's, right. That's right. A blue potted sheep. That was the battle with the Revenant guy.
3: And, I, and honestly, yeah. I think that that, that 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 was the humor. That that uh. that could have been the comedic relief yeah. to Strahd needed, having yeah. the, uh, wild magic yeah. Roll the wild magic sorcerer. It's, it's really good.
4: hard to swing a great sword <laughs> when you're a plant. <laughs> <laughs> Your little yeah. vines you can't I take mean, it. I mean, yeah. in my mind, I'm so huge, but I'm just a little fucking a little vine. <laughs> I mean, I got a petal here, uh. and I look so cute, but I'm really a bastard inside. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
2: The heart of a Venus flytrap. I, I, I got
4: excited <laughs> moving around there and almost knocked the cable. Uh.
2: Don't touch. The Don't cable. even talk about the cable. Yeah. Damn there is no cable. Don't look at the cable. <sighs> uh,
4: it's like the equivalent of having one hand on Joe's balls underneath the table. <laughs> Whoa! Well, hold on, that wasn't you.
0: <laughs> hand check. Everybody is hands camera, on the table. Like doing this now? Uh, I think That's we're good. Right. The, the the clock is still in about the same position up there. Okay. okay. Good. D- D-
4: can you grab me one of my monsters?
0: <laughs> yeah, I can do. Oh, <laughs> you <laughs> want to change the in you pants? Can. You want me to grab your monster? Do you? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah, so that that's cool. Um, I will say, uh,
4: so I think Truk was still in this year. the end of the campaign with Truk was,
0: was a good point. I didn't bring up the episode list uh for anyone well, who actually has here. the podcast on their phones and you can look at the feed, you can actually go back and look at these well
4: regardless i would my the point I wanted to make was, um you know, I played Truk, who started as a monk and then added some Druid stuff to him, but uh yeah. because I was really you know into karate. Um, but it was a good example of playing a class I would never have picked otherwise like unarmed combat just doesn't seem particularly interesting in the world um, but I really enjoyed that class and the mechanics of the monk so urge people to try you know, playing a different character class or different race than oh, you played sure. before. Oh sure, you it's never
3: fun. know what you're going to actually have fun with Yeah, like I would
4: play a monk again for sure and it was at the bottom of the list of things that I thought I would want to play.
3: Would
0: you wow. want to play a potted plant again? <laughs> No. <laughs> Can you at least... Uh, well, I mean, uh, it,
2: it could be interesting. You could be like a Groot character.
4: Yeah. Arms... It, no, but, but, but Groot is like the strong silent type. And I'm like, uh, oh God, I just can't shut up.
0: And I, I was thinking that while you were doing the the impression again... The whole time we are thinking of a small potted plant, but you could have been like a 20-gallon like a, you know, yeah. potted plant. I guess still. Could you could have been, been a out. cactus. Oh, yeah.
3: <clears throat> Feed me, Seymour. Uh, could have been a cactus. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. th- throw me at him. Throw me at him. <laughs> That's right. Let <laughs> me
4: at him. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in the corner like, are you kidding me? Another round? Another <laughs> <laughs> round? What am I going to do here? <laughs> nice. I'll fuck you, like at a him. Ficus. <laughs> fuck you up like a ficus.
2: Fuck you up like a ficus. Come hug <laughs> me. I'm a cactus. <laughs> I need very little light. <laughs> i'm an
4: indoor plant
2: but i
0: grow yeah. aggressively <laughs> i'll make you do it again i like that but i you grow did. aggressively <laughs> nice boys i don't i don't know I, that hairdresser from the northeast <laughs> <I think> <laughs> <that's> <laughs> a uh,
2: smokes a lot was no, a little
0: friend dresser in there <laughs>
5: yeah
4: the funny thing about flowers i mean we probably rolled eight times on the wild magic oh, table was crazy and yeah I, it's a D100, and I got that twice.
3: You got
0: it like three times, three I, times, I'm trying <laughs> three to, times. I'm trying to remember. Out of the whole time, there was only like one or two beneficial rolls. You had yeah. some neutral stuff, right? And but statistically, you have a two little. and three
4: chance of getting something that's yeah. either neutral or helps you. And I ended up a sheep in a plant.
2: You have a, a rare gift. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Didn't you also spend some
4: time in a different plane? I, I like did the yeah, astral plane yes. a little bit. <laughs> that one was a bummer. Oops! It's literally like, hey, just take a half an hour off and don't do anything in this uh, episode. Take a break.
1: <laughs> The first episode for that year, the January first episode was the Star Trek. Part oh, 2, part 2 oh, of Star wow. Trek. We, we started did, it, we, we did started that Star Trek Adventures last year, one. Yeah.
2: That's one I'd like to also revisit. Thank you for reminding. me. I can They're actually say I don't now. remember
0: anything about it. The game is live. We, we had to figure the, out like
1: there's like some disease on the planet. You guys yeah. the
0: shuttle crash landed on the planet. Um there was oh, the poisonous plants. Stuff all over. Yep. Yeah, poisonous plants. Yep. And you were beta testing something, right? That was for that uh, system, Star Trek Adventures, and it is out now. It's an actual system, yeah. that would so be it went fun. through that. It was um, we did the alpha. I think it was part of alpha yeah, yeah, testing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I have a mental block against Star Trek because I'm a Star Wars guy. So there's a another person one. can be both. I know they tell me you can, yeah, but it's just I doesn't... do both.
2: Yeah, I, I like both yeah. more oh, Star hey. Trek than Star Wars, but.
0: Here's one that uh, uh, Derek has a question here that may apply more to myself, Chris, and JJ, but, of course, it's good for anybody. His question is, does any of you do any major world building? I've been in the middle of building for the past month or so and was wondering if you have any pro tips. Now, no, no one has pro tips, but (laughs) we can (laughs) give you (laughs) – We can totally give you amateur tips. (laughs) I I would say, Derek, if you've got a moment uh, to throw out maybe a couple of – Maybe for me at least, important information about the world, like is this a medieval fantasy world, is it a modern world, what have you? But yeah, we can. I mean, wanna, Chris, you want to give a couple ideas?
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've. It's a little bit easier if you if you're using something that's based off, like something that's already written, like the Greyhawk stuff. You know, I've done a ton of things off of that. Hey, Dresden and,
0: Files is good for that because we're basing it off of where we live. Yeah, right? yeah and I've
1: yeah. I've twisted it to my liking and. Use different factions, and you know, how they're not really listed in the game. Or for Greyhawk, for example, for D and I've taken you know factions from multiple you know settings like Everon or Corvair. It doesn't matter. But for straight up building from nothing, like the little D and D thing I did, you know, with the starter set characters was all from scratch. And I guess you just kind of have to pick, you know, start small, man. Just have like a small group that's doing something bad, and start throwing in some NPCs that could either help or hinder the group. And they could even change later on. They might help them at first, and later on they change their minds and want to get in the way. Right. So, so yeah. Sorry you know, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, you. I mean, just keep it you know, kind of simple. I mean, you don't have to get crazy, because you kind of let the characters, they're going to be paranoid enough and start wondering what's going on, and they're, they'll give you ideas to flesh things out later. So you don't always have to uh, finish, like, this huge world right now. You, maybe just a couple places and a couple people that might, you know, be in control of those spots and maybe some people that contest those things. Nothing too out of the ordinary. you know.
4: Yeah, I think the question is, are you world building or are you writing an adventure? Because those are totally different things. That's yeah, that's a good if idea. you want yeah, to write an adventure, all the good GMs say, basically, write a great small town and don't worry about anything else. Yep. Maybe have a sense that there are mountains here and a Ooh. sea there, but write a great town. You can play in that town for six months or a year and then the Characters are going to decide which way they want to go, and then you build the world as you go. Mm-hmm. And if you build a whole world for your adventure, your characters aren't going to be interested in seven-eighths of what you're interested in, and so you've wasted your time. Uh, yes. Now, having said that, if you as a hobby want to build a world, then what you're doing is you're moving closer to what a novelist would do, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But don't confuse it with creating a...
3: And don't get upset with a, your characters and, when they never explore that part of your world. Yeah, exactly.
4: Yeah. So now if you want to build a world, then, you know, different people have different interests. Some people would start with essentially the cartography and getting the mountains and the rivers and the coasts and building the world physically and then fleshing it in. Mm -hmm. Other people have an idea of maybe a battle of empires or different rulers who are in conflict. You can come at that different ways, but if you're just Doing that as a hobby, it's really more like a novelist. What's the story you want to tell and what does the world look like? But you know, most GMs would say if you're doing this for a group, don't be Tolkien. Be the guy who creates you know, Sandpoint or Fandalen or, yeah. you know, or whatever and do a great job on that and then build as
2: you go. And just to ask, shouldn't you also start with like, the basics? Like how does your world interact with your characters and how will your characters interact with the world? And kind of thinking about... That like if you want magic in your world, how does magic work? Where does it yeah. come from? Right, yeah, right, and the, well, and
4: you, yeah, and you probably need one or two sources of conflict to start, but it doesn't. And I ever- was actually
3: going to talk about that because, like, like uh, Chris was mentioning, the Abbot is an interesting character because he's a ambiguous bad guy. Yes, like try to have your your BBEG, your big bad end guy. Um, you know, try to have him be someone who's Whose goals run contrary to societies, but they're not ex- essentially evil. Mm-hmm. You know, have have them be ambiguous in a way because those are the memorable people.
4: Right. Well, and from an adventure standpoint, your big bad guy you may not see for years and years. You know, you don't if you're making a game you don't start with the players fighting Sauron in year one. You don't even <laughs> start with them fighting Saruman in year one. You start with them fighting like. The little tyrant in their village who's stealing money from the merchants, and then eventually maybe they fight a goblin, you know, king outside of town, and then maybe a baby dragon. And you know,
3: but those should all be uh, peons of the bad guy. Yeah,
2: that's a way to introduce the big bad. But hey. to your point, like your characters need to grow up to the big bad. So as they gain experience, it's that whole concept of experience mm-hmm. and XP—that's <laughs> the core to. to yeah, because they're these not games.
1: even on the radar of the big bad. You know, yeah. the little guys. But, no, I
2: mean, they, they, that's, but that's,
0: that's what's strawed.
2: Yeah, but whomever they go after needs to be just enough for them to handle because yeah. that's where the excitement comes in.
0: So, one of the things that Derek um, answered here that's uh, medieval fantasy, and his biggest concern is going to be geography. He wants to know if anyone will really care uh, how much a geography makes sense. And so what I think what he's saying here is, what Kurt, to your point, there's mountains on this side, there's sea on this side. Um, if you put these things too close together on our Earth, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense unless it's a volcano right. in the middle of the ocean <laughs> or what. You know, so I, in my opinion, at least, and in my experience, nobody really cares if the geography makes sense because you can just say a wizard did it. Right, It's pretty straightforward. In right. medieval fantasy, yeah, the, fantasy like, I mean, the wizard's castle is hovering above the ground. Is it really that hard to believe that there's a mountain next to the ocean? Probably not. Um, so people shouldn't care from that perspective. I, now, I was answering him there. I was just going to mention, too, when we started the the one game with Kevin, redshirt Kevin, and he was playing the bard, yep. Havoc, that was um – it was world building in the sense of what the way Kurt mentioned. It was an adventure building. I did build that one from the ground up, and I, I was actually listening to you guys. I'm like, this is cool because they're saying all the stuff I want to just mention with this adventure. Yay! But we started with helping the um the guy with the spiders in the basement. The baker. And the this baker. was level ones going down and helping. And getting rid of uh, giant spiders in the basement. We were exterminators. That's what we could do. And after that, it moved on to some skeletons. And then after that, it moved on to some whites. And we, we gradually progressed. But everything from the beginning, that poisoning, and that's where the spiders were, that was part of the Big Bad End Guy. The machinations of the Big yeah. Bad End Guy, yeah. So that one was created from the beginning, and one of the things Kurt mentioned was once your players get interested in an area, they help flesh it out. So as we went to his hometown... Whose hometown was that now? It's a Truk's hometown. Yeah. Well, As we went there, Kurt... And for anyone who didn't ever get this, Truk is Kurt backwards, which, you know... <laughs> um, <laughs> he helped flesh out the whole town. How many people lived there? How many kids are around? Because they were, you know, they were um, uh, abducting the kids. That's the word I was looking for. Kidnapping. Yep. That works as well, my I
2: note. Suppose. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I said, have the characters build it for you. Ask yeah. questions. Yeah. Right. Why? Because that's really when you get to the point of, you know, it's geography going to matter? There's a reason that character's asking that question. Yes. So explore it.
4: Well, and that campaign was fun because you gave each of us highlight for multiple episodes and yeah. had us help build that area like the Egyptian land JJ helped build. Yeah. And I had Truk's monastery land, you know um, on, on the cartography. Uh, <laughs> I've heard it said that the only thing that matters is make sure your rivers run the right way. <laughs> Do not run from the sea uphill uh. unless you specifically want to have a magician doing that for yes. some reason. <laughs> um, if you are interested in uh, world building, there's a couple of podcasts that I really like that are not actual play, but they talk about gaming. Um, the Tome Show uh, is a, is one, and then James Intercasso was a host on there who spun off and created his own podcast network called Don't Split the Podcast, and his uh, Tabletop Babel is his show on there. If you just search those two podcasts and look at the episodes that are on world building, they have Wolfgang Bauer. You know they have the guys from Green Ronin and Cobalt Press, and all of these top class publishers on there but then they also have people like us who want to build worlds and they talk about this stuff and mm. I think you'd find some value in those plus they're just really well done podcasts
0: cool I
3: mean, that's good and I would also say tailor it to your group like here in this on at this table specifically uh, I don't think any of us as players care about the minutia like I appreciate that Joe says you have five things in your adventurers pack yeah. you need a rope Check it off. Yeah. Like I i never understood the GM who said that, you know, oh, you don't have a lance? Oh, I'm sorry, you can't climb that thing, or <laughs> you don't have a grappling hook. i'm uh, oh, yeah. sorry. Right. Like you had 50 feet of
0: rope, but you used 42 feet of it. The so so tile eight feet <laughs> well, We don't worry about weight. Yeah. We don't
4: count gold generally. I mean we're it, we're pretty flack, we're pretty loosey-goosey. Yeah, yeah.
2: It helps to move the story along. Right. <clears throat> but you yeah. also don't want to add something that's so ridiculous that it's going to completely unbalance the system
0: treasure to me that's one of the big things i pay attention to treasure if it's just stuff that's in a treasure chest somewhere you're probably going to be able to pick it up but i've used an example before one of the games i was running the group went into the bad guy's lair and there was this enchanted iron stove that uh, just made food and they wanted it i'm like it's weighs more than all of you put together. No, you can't just pick it up and like, walk out with it. And I mean, they were just pissed yeah. that they just couldn't have that thing now. Like, when no. I read the D&D,
4: hardbound Adventures, they're always saying things in there like, you know, there are a couple of, you know, small room-like chairs that are worth 250 gold pieces each. And I'm like, what are you going to do with Strap metal it on your chairs? Back. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But if everyone has a bag of holding, can you put the chairs in there? No, I man, Tetris
3: floating disc all the way. Yeah so (laughs) I mean I'm
4: just like are people like why are you giving me that detail so is that what people do
3: there are people who enjoy the minutia yeah yes
1: it it, it feels
4: bad because I feel bad leaving that there I'm like man that was 500 gold I could have used for something but what are you supposed
1: to do
2: so I get some hire
1: some porters carry your stuff for a
2: character like me that could be something that I can use so like take for example the dungeon world series so you tell me there's this major throne or chair in there I'm going to flip over it or try to knock it over onto someone or blow well, yeah, it that, up that's definitely true it's
0: or, or say at the end of the adventure you see what looks like uh gems in the and eyes you try of to pry thing. it out yeah and, like, the, and whole the whole thing, thing collapses.
2: Up. and then you just stand there like at least i got my gem
0: yeah <laughs> so we have another question here um and I'm going to say, who wants to go first? And I'm not going to tell you what the question I'll is. I'll go first. first. JJ. I got this. Right. We're going to start with JJ, and then we're going to go around clockwise. And the
4: question is, what does it feel like to wear women's panties? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, caressing.
0: <laughs> caressing. That's one word. One it's word not as supportive, if up, you I mean. might think. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite system?
3: What is my favorite system? Okay. Uh, hey. In which aspect? That's, that, that's It's such it's, it's a multifaceted answer. Well, uh, well, my favorite do, system uh, let, Let's currently. do it this
0: way. Two-pronged, then. If you've run a game before and if you've played, what was your favorite system to run and what was your favorite one to play? Favorite one to run is by far 4th uh, edition. Okay. Uh, favorite one to
3: play, I'm going to have to say Dress and Files Accelerated. Cool.
5: Wow.
0: What do you think, Kurt?
4: Uh, I... Really struggled between Dungeon World and Five E. I would say if I had to just play one for the rest of my life, I would play D and D Fifth Edition. Mm-hmm. But I really like the narrative drive of Dungeon World, and uh, I think I would like running Dungeon World. Cool. Um, I'm not as drawn. To, you know, I, lo- I love the world in Pathfinder, but I'm not as drawn to the rule the rules heavy. You know, add three or four multipliers to every role type system.
0: Yeah, because it just adds up fast. I yeah. mean, literally and <laughs> metaphorically, yes. <laughs> chris
1: yeah, it's a tough one i mean uh, i might have to go with your answer kurt because i i mean D's always been there for me you know it's where i started and it's awesome i'm used to it but dungeon world the simplification of things and how it works i really like how it works out right um, and ju- yeah i've said this before there are things i don't like about dungeon world yeah. um
4: but i feel like if i could combine 5e and or, or bring some of the narrative aspects of dungeon world into fifth edition yeah um I, I really like 5 E. I'm pretty happy with the system.
1: Yeah, because they have simplified it over the years, too, with that. But I really like how the combat works in Dungeon World, where, okay, D&D, I get two attacks. All right, I slash, slash, Dungeon World. I grab them, I knee them, I elbow them, I stab them. Like, that's one of the... It's awesome. You just whatever you want to describe it, you know. It well, it's funny, because
4: the main thing I don't like about D&D, I, some of the key people in D&D don't like, because they keep come, trying to come up with ways around it. But I don't like the set initiative system. Yeah, And what I really like about Dungeon World is when you just look across and say, okay, what is Mickey, Mickey, yeah. what's your character doing? JJ, what are you doing? Yeah. And you just weave it into how combat would actually work, which is all of us doing things at once. Mm. And I was listening to Mike Merles talk recently about a modified initiative system where the initiative in D&D changes each round. Mm-hmm. And I like that as, you know, the idea that we roll initiative once and yeah. for the next 15 turns we go in the same order, I don't like for a bunch of reasons.
2: We're not married to that. We can do that. You can,
4: absolutely. Yes.
0: The, but, uh, the the biggest reason I think, it, well, traditionally that it doesn't happen is it adds that much more time to every beginning of round. And if you're already in a, a time-intensive combat system and you want to add another two minutes onto every round, it can start to get a little much.
4: It does. But it also lets you gamify combat in a way that if I know I'm always coming behind J.J., and you know we we can set up combos and things right. in a way that are not realistic yeah. to what would probably happen over and over and over. <laughs> yeah, it would just be point. a mess. You know, yeah.
1: real fighting is chaotic and messy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I think for me, my answer is probably dungeon roll. It's just <laughs> yeah, you're definitely anyone, anyone, you're anyone who's listened enough. Yeah. I, it's that's probably it. Um, I am enjoying the accelerated version of Dresden Files. Uh, the original one, the full um, system. There, like we've talked about before, JJ. It just got to the point where we were sitting one night, we were at myself, um, I was at JJ and Mickey's place, and we were going through the rule book and like, oh, yeah, we got this, we got this, we got some magic and said, there's no way we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh. What? Like, went, I had no yeah.
3: idea how to create a cheat sheet for yeah. everybody else to yeah. understand it without them themselves doing a deep dive into yeah. the rules.
0: It's like With that, with that first book. And actually, with the camera, we could show that next to the other book, and we could see the difference because the, the other book's right there on the shelf, that top one. So but one, it, we we were going through it, and I was like, "Hey, I could just play um, a regular a regular mortal that can do some stunts <laughs> and oh, that's great!" But then, of course, everyone wants to play a wizard. Dresden, and we got to the magic, and it was like, "If you want to do magic, blah blah blah, algebra." I'm like, "What the hell is that? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> quadratic <laughs> equation?" Yeah, so it just threw me way off. Curious, so before we before we finish uh, before we do that, let's finish up okay. with Mickey.
4: And I want to go back to Dresden. Yeah,
2: mine's easy. Five E. Five E. You like that? Five E. Simply because it gives me the combat from fourth edition without having to remember all of the different ah, yeah. attacks. Yeah. And
4: I want to say again, I've said it twenty times on here, but the starter set for fifth edition that adventure. Is so good. If you have not, you know, if you play something else and you want to try D anD D, play the get the starter set. Nineteen bucks retail, thirteen bucks on Amazon. Yep, awesome.
0: And I was going to mention that too. My favorite part of Five E is those first five levels, which can get monotonous if you keep doing it over and over and over because then you don't have a lot of different stuff to work with for some characters. Right. But that is where I think the game shines. The system shines the best is early on.
4: So, Andresen, I was in, intrigued to hear you say that. It, are you saying that you like the system or is it just because you like that world so much
3: i like the system um i think that in this one it gives enough of the dungeon world aspects with while still having the rules behind it mm. like the fact that your character can change at a minor milestone you can add a aspect and it's with Dungeon World, I feel it's almost like the DM is the orchestrator, or, uh, conductor. conductor. You know, he's 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 like saying, "Okay, now you need to step up and do something." With with Dresden Files, though, I feel like you need to activate your aspects. You need to be conscious of your aspects, and in almost every situation, go, "What would my guy do?"
4: See, it's funny because I. I think Dresden Accelerated is is basically Fate Core, which I've read Fate Core, and now I've read Dresden Accelerated, mm-hmm. and um, I don't like the system in, instinctively because I feel like it, it's making explicit a lot of what when we're playing well we're doing already. I, I do think you're right that the the DM is to some extent orchestrating in Dungeon World, but if when we're playing our characters well, I think we're when he says so. What is your character doing?
0: Yeah,
4: yeah. we're we're essentially. Describing our aspects and our character and what he would be doing without saying, Well, now I invoke this aspect and I you know, mm-hmm. use this and, and for me,
0: at least, when it comes to that, I usually will only pick on someone if they haven't done anything recently. Right. Otherwise, people are jumping in anyway. Right.
4: And I'm not criticizing you at all. Yeah. I'm just, I, I'm, having read it twice, I have a hard time instinctively getting the fate court the fate. system for some yeah, reason. Well, you and I talked about that. just before. doesn't click yeah. with me the way that some of the other things that I read, even if they were more complicated, do yeah. click.
2: But okay, so. We talk a bit about novice RPG and game players on this podcast a bit. Don't you think that the accelerated system kind of gives you a bit of a crutch? It gives you some clues to go with. So for that person who maybe not, it may not be comfortable.
5: Absolutely.
4: With role
2: playing, if you've got it out on a sheet and say, "Okay, this aspect does this," and it makes you think about.
4: Absolutely, and like when I was playing Teelan, it would have been great if Joe, you know, if I'd had aspects that I had to invoke or yeah. for JJ because. Let, you know, it kind of can force It would bring into, you like, back yeah. into exactly. the... Yeah. yeah, I think that's a great point. Um, and I'm definitely not telling people not to play Fate. I mean, tons and tons of people love Fate and love Dresden. I'm just saying, for me, um, I'm enjoying the story that we're crafting, and I'm enjoying the Dresden skin that we've got on it, and I'm having fun. Yeah. Um, but I'm not having fun because of the system, I don't think. Mm. Um, I what I right? do like about it that we've done multiple times, and I don't know if it's part of the system or just you, but we did it on the... Um, uh, episode the where we went in the haunted character house. Character building. Is that yeah. kind of bo- when yeah. beforehand we figure out how are our characters linked yeah. to each other? Like, that's stuff that we started doing. Yeah. I really like So it's, yeah, um, it awesome.
0: I mean, for me at least, uh, uh, that's something I did at the beginning of a lot of the Dungeon World games. We just haven't played that in a while. But that was written on the one shot. That was written in there. The questions were there. I wrote up all the stuff for the game that we started here. The first time so, I felt uh, like I it was to really
4: that. explicit was... Uh, was it Dress and Files when we did kind of the haunted house? That thing? was the
3: that was the Dress and Files yeah. the full rule book.
4: Yeah, the ten questions or whatever that you went through on that was really good. Yeah. And that's
3: from the R World book, right? No, that um well, that was this was specifically cable? with the <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was specifically (laughs) with the published adventure okay it was right at i don't know page two i think the first page gave you a little background page two was here are some questions you can ask the players i chose to go through just about all of them because the way the characters you guys picked and how you started talking about them it made sense Yeah. but then when we started the current game i wrote those questions for the same reason you guys had some choices with characters i thought it would be a good thing like i asked one who doesn't keep up with current events and then uh Uh, what's it? Cletus? Don't call me. Don't fix. call Don't me. Call fix. Fix. Gosh, yeah. Um, yeah, he chose that. So we have uh, some of that in there as well. Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah. I like the fact that we you know, all the players build the world. You know, not just the just GMing it.
0: Mm. <clears throat> I like that too, because it's less work for me. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it, it, but it works. It yeah,
1: you know, everybody's more involved, and then because I mean, you gotta you gotta have a little bit of you know care like what your character is gonna do and what, you know, what he wants to be. Yeah, you know, things like that.
2: It also gives you more control, I think, as a player, because then you can invoke, like, bring in aspects from the area. Like, okay, I know that there's a gas station down the street here, so I'm going to go run over and use the phone. There you go. Yeah,
3: yeah. like, you don't have to ask, especially when you're using your area, your hometown, you don't have to ask GM, okay, what's nearby? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Especially because I might not know. Exactly. (laughs) To to Mickey's point, though, one of the things in this system, we talk about aspects. One of the things in the system is now you've just invoked the aspect of, like, convenience store nearby. So now anyone else can use that because that's now, like, a scene aspect. So because there's that convenience store nearby, you know, Kurt's character can go and get a quart of oil if he wants or something, you know, and use that as part of some magic thing.
4: This year was when I did the one shot, the spy um, adventure. Oh, yeah. And even though you guys didn't necessarily know the places, you know, I used a place in Germany, I knew San Francisco, which yeah. I knew, and a neighborhood in New York that I knew. So at least when I was spinning it, I could without having to think too much, say, oh, yeah, this works, this works, this
5: works.
4: (laughs) The biggest part
0: I remember about your knowledge of the geography you used was we spun some corner past a warehouse where they filmed kink.com. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's like, yeah, that's Kurt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I knew it well. (laughs) I thought that
1: was better because you said, like, well, I could have used berlin or something but i've never been there so i'm going to use heidelberg because yeah. i've been there and that that was awesome though because yeah. you could take us through the streets and like this is how it looks
0: and, yeah uh, i mean regardless of if they were the right pictures or not based on the maps you had i was picturing in my head that you know we're careening down the street next to this river and it's yeah. like that's you, you be able to develop that picture because you're able to describe something that you right. were uh, witnessed well in our yeah.
4: challenge, so my challenge there as a gm is to let you see that world and now our challenge on Dresden files is you know we all know the state of south carolina our listeners don't so we have mm-hmm. to give them that picture yeah. and have it not
2: just be kind of a generic place we should that, write our note to ourselves to continue to do that because we'll forget
0: well i think we've done a little <laughs> bit true. of that so far like we've mentioned uh, that the, the inn we're the, at now the what, gold's what, what, gym and what have well, you well the
3: gold's gym but we're now at the, we're now at the inn
0: uh not the inn the event location yeah what was the name of it you and... picked it kurt we're, we're, where, where people can host events it, it, oh I can't remember it what it's called? Zen. No, is you're it the one that in town? It. Somebody knew you. Said. So we went, there, we went there. where you're Case, in the sniper roost. Yes, yeah, we went to Casey. Oh, to oh, yeah, yeah, the Rutherford. The Rutherford. The Rutherford, Rutherford. Yeah. Yes. So when we say something like that, people can we can we tell them as we're playing, go look up the Rutherford, and you'll get an idea of where we are. Because Mickey usually has an iPad or something. We put that where we can see it. Um, do a quick, just regular Google Maps search or whatever type of uh, GPS search you want. And you can find it and get an idea of right where we are. It's pretty cool.
1: Which is also cool, though. Like, oh, we just bring up Google Maps. Like, this is where we're at. And this yeah. is what it looks like. And okay. Exactly. Got it. You know.
2: Our resources. That's Cops nice. are this far away. <laughs> <laughs> so we we're, have to get out before they come up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: what's response time for group pd you know yeah right <laughs> um, i could <gonna> ask <laughs> 2 hours and 3 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> depends know. on where you are that's
0: if you're next to the station <laughs> <laughs> um, right. so we we've got a few minutes left uh, let's yeah. um,
1: do you want to mention any of the games they mentioned in the... Th- that's post, what I was going to say. Okay.
0: Did uh, anybody you happen to remember or look at the Facebook post? I, I know the one because I had had mentioned it before
1: of, was the time loop one. The time, time is, loop. Yeah, Anders
0: mentioned that. And Anders, if you... Uh, sorry you didn't join us, but good to see you uh, watching us, maybe. <laughs> later. Later. Yeah. You'll definitely He's a later. faithful listener oh, at heck, your
1: own yeah. leisure. Yeah, which is kind of based on the whole, you know, 80s, E.T. and Stranger Things kind of like, you know, world, but, you know, they... Kind of did the whole. Uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the thing, like the, the thing. thing at CERN, the like yeah, the the Collider or something. Like it's, it's based in, I think, Sweden originally, and they have a a U.S. setting that's going to be in Nevada someplace. Which I don't know if they've finished that one yet, but it's you know it's got that late '80s uh, background, but you know there's the tech is up higher than it should be with like okay. different kind of like ro- robots and and strange uh, creatures and things like that
4: is this a system or a skin of a system we know no that? it's a
1: game and i can't remember it's based off something else some mutants i can't remember the name of it but uh it was like a kickstarter i'm not even sure if it's completely done yet but it's it, like masterminds but no no uh-huh. no it's some other game and i think that's even based maybe in sweden like i think Anders even mentioned it it's close to where he is you know yeah gotcha. but uh the idea of it that whole late 80s uh you know backdrop where you're you playing these teenagers, you know, that the like if you ever saw a stranger's thing, it's kinda like in that vein, you know, which I thought was really cool. Um.
0: um Derek mentions here is that here that he remembers JJ not liking the Star Wars system. And I wanna say I think it wasn't necessarily a Star Wars system. I think we, we I think it was just the grenade. We did not mechanic. like the Age of Rebellion <laughs> beginner game, which is on the shelf over there. Uh we didn't like the way the adventure turned out yeah. starter set adventure but yeah, yeah we have we have all talked about either maybe on the air but at least here in the shed that we want to try the star wars rpg we yeah definitely i would want love to, to
4: do that there and there's three different there's edge of empire yeah. age of rebellion and force and destiny all in the star wars universe but focusing on different aspects and i'd even like to try the um, edge of empire starter set as a one-shot yeah. Because I think the system and the dice and everything is cool. It's just, man, there were a couple of big flaws in that starter. Yeah.
2: I mean, the grenade basically level set everything. It was yeah, horrible. and then
4: that chase at the end, yeah, the, the speeder bikes didn't You had
0: work. to get there by a certain time, but they didn't tell you how long anything took.
4: Yeah, but the system is <laughs> cool. And, <laughs> yeah. and Edge of Empire is like, you know, you're out on the fringes of the galaxy, lots of smugglers, bounty hunters. Yeah. You know, you're not involved with the Jedi at all. Mm-hmm. Age of Rebellion is the Luke Skywalker period. And then Force and Destiny is when you get to play Jedi or Sith and have Force powers and everything. And I think we'd have fun with Edge of Empire being like yeah. rogues and scoundrels. Yeah. And...
2: I mean, Christmas episode that could be something because the, the new movie does come out this December. Well, as, long we as long as it's
1: not Christmas Star Wars with the Wookiees and all
2: Christmas that. No. in the stars, Christmas <laughs> in the stars. What a God. merry
0: Christmas this will be. Thank you, Kurt. It includes um, my favorite song.
4: What, can you get, or what do you get a Wookiee for Christmas when he already owns a comb? You remember that one? No. I'd be, I'd be happy to sing it for y'all, but. Uh, <laughs> no, um,
0: you would be the only one that would the, be happy. The
4: answer, just in case you're wondering, is that you get him love and understanding oh, okay. and goodwill for man. Nice. And then you wrap it all up in a bright colored ribbon and you give it to him all over again.
0: Aww. He doesn't wear galoshes. Does he forget about the comb and he after that? Need like I'm just foam.
2: astounded at the l- yeah. the level. Yeah. Of so detail. yeah, <laughs> now now, now he
0: doesn't remember the last character he played.
2: Of course not. No, no. <laughs> but he knows so all the words. <laughs> As to that an song. aside,
4: the uh, <laughs> yeah. every Christmas, this is my yeah. favorite Christmas album. I have it on vinyl. I have it on CD, and I, I get to like fight with my wife every year about whether we play Frank Sinatra's Christmas or Christmas in the Stars. Christmas in the Stars. <laughs> and of <laughs> course, the, the children are wow. on my wow. side. Stuff.
0: That's painful.
4: But uh, I think we should do Edge of Empire yeah. starter set yeah. and if it stinks then we'll write off Star Wars forever. Yeah.
0: Now I'm I'm still I'm Just really tempted RPG games I'm really tempted to get the core rulebook, because then you play wherever you want, right? Yeah. But um
2: well, but there's three it, there's, different
0: core rule books. But, yeah, but the first one, I can't remember which yeah. one it was. They came out with the core rule book but then yeah, they did the others. Um I don't know enough about it to speak yeah. any more than that. But I think for me the starter sets help us out a huge amount in here because we're able then to have character sheets. I thought the character sheets for the starter set for Age of Rebellion were awesome. They're yeah. full color portfolios mm-hmm. of the character with the right colored the dice the maps and everything were good. and the maps. I really like the quality of the starter set. So definitely I, I would want to do another starter set of that. So we can jump right into it. Plus we paid character. about
4: 12 bucks for the dice. Eating, yeah. So. <laughs> yes, we
0: have that. Gotta pull them um, out again. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I think, yeah, that's a good idea. Unless, you know, what could be kind of neat. And I, I know we might want to play the starter adventure, but if we use like edge of empire rules and um, the, what, well, like you said, you're at the edge of the galaxy, right? And, and you're, you're smugglers and bounty hunters and what have you. Uh, if we had an adventure for that, where you're practically ghost hunters, that could be cool as a Halloween episode too. That well, there's a good.
4: cable down here. I'm just going. Yeah, go.
0: watch out for that cable, Kurt. <laughs> uh, um, I'm making your husband very nervous. Yeah, my wife well, just decided to say <laughs> now hi. If Jack and let, knocks oh the cable my god, off, this is not me. He can't, he can't Jack get attack that cable. Um, hi, Jack. So we're. Uh, I think we just covered that. So Star Wars. I don't think anybody disliked the system as we learned it. No. We just disliked the adventure that we were playing. Yeah. So I think we want to get back to that one. Um,
4: yeah, just not, not to beat a dead horse, but like, it's a starter set short adventure, and there were empty rooms with nothing in them. Yeah, Remember? It was, <laughs> it was just weird. It was weird. It's,
0: it's like there they ran out of time The The map, The map itself, uh, the player side of the map, I want to say it had like maybe 16 rooms the gm side had descriptions for four right so it's like don't bother going in any of those there <laughs> because there's nothing there and there's not even a description to say that's like crew quarters or something there was just nothing it was yeah. odd um chris was there any other or anybody else remember any that yeah i know we've mentioned the time one? loop we've time mentioned loop.
1: the dragon age we mentioned yep. the cthulhu oh, yeah. the, the, i'm trying to see i thought somebody else had another one no i guess it was the dragon age okay and I know a guy mentioned if you come up with any, you know, your own game. Oh, yeah.
0: You know? yeah. Well, at some point, we may actually try to play um, a homebrew game other than that Halloween episode thing that yeah. we did because I kind of made that up as we went. turned out we were playing Trail of Cthulhu. I just didn't know it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's really what it was, what I wrote with the clues and yep. you yep. get to move forward. And I hadn't even seen the game yet, and it turns out that's what we played. Um, so I, I, apparently I like that system, too and it's um, tales from the loop
1: i was calling it time
0: Loop, so i uh, apologize for that andrews so. probably is going to comment good. on that chris you're horrible <laughs> he's ripped <written laughs> me off already you're fired so hey here we are we're about to finish up our third anniversary episode i actually i got a question who's head shinier who said shinier?
1: I didn't shave today, so probably... Uh, between
0: you and Chris, yeah. yeah. You've got now, the light on you, JJ. Yeah, I have, I have over here a brighter screen, too. And I think right now, JJ's got the shininess. You've got the covered. shininess. Man. Yeah. I think JJ's got it there. Now, and that's not to say Chris doesn't have a shiny head. <laughs> yeah.
4: So, hey, for those of you, uh, if, even if you're not on here live, but listen to this later, we, uh, we appreciate... You as listeners
5: and oh, as yeah. followers. Definitely. And, uh, yeah. you know, we, we, we would
4: play anyways, but it's particularly fun to have uh, have yeah. people comment and follow along. I'd yeah, love to have, really have people blessed. throw
1: out ideas for us to in, like input into a different adventure. Yeah, you know, or, or a character. Even character. I want ideas, ideas. for characters. Yeah, yes. a character, just or just a, or just a an, one idea, or just like even like an idea for a faction, something that somebody could just yeah, throw Derek, in for Yeah, Derek, help me get funny. back on
4: track with my characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Derek. I, if you literally throw something out that is even mildly possible or reasonably possible, I will uh, do my best to make it happen. <laughs> cool. We I, should do that. We yeah. should do
2: a post. Like, give us character ideas, personality ideas. You parts. decide our next character. Yeah.
0: You decide
3: our adventure. You yeah.
2: decide. Yeah. Our even our if it's
0: adventure. an NPC or a player character yeah yes. it doesn't matter yes and that's a great cool. thing it gives us uh something to work from right yeah. A yeah great yeah. piece he also mentioned he doesn't like steampunk but he enjoyed that system that would be idara idara i, I-, I-, yeah. I think we had system. a blast playing that and um at some point we're actually going to get the traveler's guide to idara which was a campaign setting but not the rules so we can actually take that steampunk world campaign setting and Play it with a different rule set if we want to.
4: I was a dwarf with a thing. shotgun and a dragon. That's awesome. What's not to like about I was a madam
2: that? with a wooden leg. Come and on, a, <laughs> and a sniper rifle. <laughs> yeah. That's sniper sniper pretty rank. cool, actually.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was really. cool. I think I was uh, an armored something or other. You're the tank. Yeah, you were. The tank. I was the tank, but I was. I was, uh, I was. Mike was a you punchy were like a, thing. You
4: were like a construct of some kind, weren't you?
3: I don't remember. It was. It was. It was given to us by the adara people i I played the character that they pre-gen for me
0: when they were doing their kickstarter we asked their fan base i think it was on reddit to um give us character ideas and they actually created the characters hey oh jack jack Jack, buddy (laughs) um all right so hey let's wrap up our third anniversary episode and um, yeah, that's going to catch up in a moment. Yeah. Live stream. <laughs> now let's try try, Try waving again. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Um, and hey, like Kurt said, thank you for being a part of Adventures from the Shed. Yes, sir.
2: It's not an adventure. You
0: know. I oh. think I'll just stop it. Though. Just stop it. Thank yep. you. Jump, jump, jump. The preceding podcast was brought to you by One Joe Young. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com.